listening to Not Another Origin Story, the kind book movie podcast. I'm your host, Pogues, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Ben Chapman. Bad. Well, thanks for joining us this episode, everybody. Uh, you know, suggest a new episode, uh, and we'll go ahead and do that one. Um, see you next week for the mini. I think what we should do is talk for, like, 58 <laughs> minutes and then do a description of this movie so that it fits uh, yes. the way this film's paced. Let's have... Let's have um, very 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 like subdued small talk for 45 solid minutes and at the very end i'll describe an interesting thing i saw like on the way home from work and actually if you could spend the first 45 minutes just telling me how you don't want to do the last five minutes that would also be great Yeah, I love, I love, I love, I love the the story circle where you know, uh, you know, they 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 receive the call, they refuse the call, they refuse the call, they refuse the call, they refuse the call. They, they think about the it. Call. No, they're still gonna refuse the call. <laughs> they they walk around barefoot. They do some drawing. They refuse the call. <laughs> like to call him a reluctant hero is not even like just an apathy. I've never seen a person want to be a superhero less in my life. Oh, fuck me. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, we're talking about the 1979 Captain America hit. Ma- I think it was a made-for-TV movie. Made-for-TV or... movie, maybe. Yeah, uh, in which they like they listed special guest stars, and none of them were actors I had ever heard <laughs> And if you look them up, they also weren't in anything at the time, either. Even if you were, uh, like, much, much older than us, and you were a big fan of 70s TV, you would still not recognize Yeah, them. the only one I recognized vaguely was Dime Store Jack Palance, who was the bad guy. <laughs> like, yeah, he's yeah, the yeah. Jack Palance you go to and you can't afford real Jack Palance. That is correct, yeah. Uh, oof, boy. Uh, and, and it's, of course, starring Red Brown who, uh, as we talked about in the mini, appears in a variety of insane films, um, most notably and most satirically mocked uh, is uh, Space Mutiny uh, on MST3K, in which he's referred to in a running joke as a variety of names like <laughs> like Blast Hard Cheese and, and Fist Rockbone um and thick mcrun fast one of my favorite episodes uh but that's his only claim to fame that i could find other than being in a bunch of whoo well, a bunch I, of these these full moon productions that, that there was a small chance he was paid in this movie in quaaludes or like percocet because <laughs> he has no reaction to anything like i assume he's on tranquilizers he delivers I, all of his yeah. lines like he has no clue where he is Here's what he's what he, doing here, here, here was what Red Brown's routine was to film Captain America TV movie. He would head to the gym and do, you know, about nine sets uh, focusing on upper body, you know, biceps and pecs uh, and triceps. And then he'd eat two full cheesecakes, get real sleepy, and then walk on set. Just inject himself <laughs> with, like, tryptophan? <laughs> like, what you have for what you have for lunch? A whole turkey and uh, some gravy? Yeah, it was his delivery, like, in the beginning of the movie, too, it felt like, uh, sort of like Birdemic, where the director was like, are you supposed to cut out the parts where no one's speaking, and there's just large gaps in between them? He comes up to a guy, he's like, hey, Jim, and the guy's like, oh, Steve, good to see you, and I was like, what the fuck is going on? Like, why is this guy... You, You could just play the first 20 minutes of this film in any film school as an example of how not to do every single thing wrong 
I mean, like, the shots were awkward. They blocked actors incorrectly. But, yeah, nothing worse than, like... Well, you know when you watch a movie and you don't see, like, James Bond, like, get in an elevator and then, like, wait in the yeah, elevator? Yeah, you don't have to show them opening and, the door and walking through and, the hallway. And then he goes out of the elevator and then he goes up to the valet and he looks for his card and can't find it. Oh, there's my ticket. And then he gives it to the guy... And then, then he gets in his car and he, like, picks a podcast and adjusts the mirrors back and fixes the seat. There's a reason you don't show that stuff. There's a reason why he's like, I have to go to Prague. And then it just cuts to Prague. <laughs> you yeah. Know what I mean? this, this movie this movie was just all the clips from, like, an episode of Chips in which they just, like, edited out the boring stuff. And they just sort of taped it together for this movie. <laughs> the movie also doesn't explain the plot of what's going on no. for about 25 minutes. No. You, you're just in. Introduced to Steve Rogers driving in a van for a while. He stops at a random surfboard shop where apparently his mail has been going. <laughs> I don't know because he says he's in the Marine Corps. They don't, we got like, to you, you we... get mail in the Marine Corps. They'll send it to you. He's living like a Rambo lifestyle. He's like a former Marine just like roaming the coast. Like, except instead of encountering like uh, an aggressive police force that mistreats him into into the point of violence, he meets just like a bunch of a bunch of like tranquilized like NPCs who have nothing to say to him. Nothing convinced me more that I was in for a rough go than when he runs into his friend who's got his mail and the dialogue is something akin to here's the mail. Great. Thanks. I'll open this letter. Reading. Yeah. Reading a letter! Reading the letter! This is a and telegraph then... from Dr. Johnson. That's the third one I've gotten. Really? Yeah. Two back at base. One here. Thanks for breaking down the uh, the, the number of Fantastic. where they were. Th- then he opens it, and he reads it for a half second, and then he says, I gotta make a call. And then he apparently calls this person, who we still don't know, and then says, hey, what's going on? Hey, I need to talk. There's trouble. Okay, I'll be there soon. All right, bye. Thanks for calling. Okay, yeah, you too. Bye. I'm on the beach. Did I mention that? I have a truck. Cool. That's great. I'll see you soon. All right, I had an iced tea today. Interesting. All right. Well, I'll see you in a bit. Hang up phone. Hey, friend, I made a phone call. During the phone call, I said the following things. Oh, my God! Like, it just... It was was so weird. Like, he first shows up and is like, hey, man. He's like, oh, you're out of the Marines, which is how people say it. Uh, And then he's like, yeah, here. And then he just hands this guy, like, a drawing of, like, a landscape. And he's like, oh, hey, thanks, A bad one. And the question is just, like, what the fuck is going on? Like, do these, how do these two know each other? And guess what? Surfboard guy? Never in the movie again. I don't know why we had to see him. Like, couldn't the movie have just started with him making a phone call from a pay booth or pay phone yeah, and being yeah, like, yeah, I'll, be there, important- I'll be there in two hours? If someone receives correspondence and they're the protagonist and we're in the beginning of the movie, you have our full attention, we're ready to be pulled into anything, don't have the conversation be, oh boy, real, real tough stuff. Go do more scenes coming here, please. And then we'll talk about what's interesting. <laughs> and then, because, like... We, we learn that his father died. That's not what the news is, right? But it could have been. It could have been your father's dead. He was working on well, a top secret well, experiment for the government. Well, what is, so he's going to meet a friend of his who looks vaguely like the guy who needs his help. Those two guys looked too similar in my Way opinion. too similar. Uh, I kept getting confused. He was like, uh, I need to see you. Something's up. It's important. Oh, okay. 
I'll swing by after I stop and answer a telegram from a man I've never met. Why does he even bother to go see this guy? His friend's like, something's wrong. I really need your help. Okay, let me just have a layover where I can talk to this random person who hasn't even identified themselves as a friend of my father. I don't find that out till I get there. Who just answers a telegram that's like, come see me? I feel like Captain America is, you know, a cell phone away from giving away all of his money to, like, a Nigerian prince. You that, know what I mean? That, like, just that trusting happens. any message he gets, to be sincere. But that happens frequently, too, because later on in the film, like, somebody calls him up. The villains call him up and say, meet us at an abandoned gas station in the middle of the night. He's like, be right there. Yeah, I could. when he showed up, I was like, is this legit? This dude really showed up for what was clearly a uh, setup? Yes, yes, he did. Yeah, it was, I, I don't. And what's weird is, like, I thought maybe, like, when the movie started, I was like, oh, this must be, like, maybe, like, the first day of shooting. And Reb will get into it. Reb is a terrible actor. I don't know how he, that's his profession. In this movie, he is, it is alarming. He is, he is, a, uh, he is mostly vacant stares, yeah. yeah and I no think doubt. the no movie, doubt. the idea was they were going to pace the movie the way Reb Brown acted, because I've never seen a movie be in less of a hurry to get anywhere there are so many shots of just people driving like the the beginning of the movie he leaves there's some guy in a car who also vaguely looks like the guy he's gonna go meet he's like all right he's coming your way they set up the most convoluted trap i've ever seen in my life to try to kill somebody in which they force him to go off onto a mountain road which is closed and then they have a oil tankers spill oil all over the road which i'm not really sure if that would actually make the road slick I, I don't think it's like a cartoon but i don't know and then he proceeds to like drive on it and skid but the scene the build-up of him getting to the place where the truck is there's a full minute of him just driving just driving they just keep it's showing his van on this road then they show a semi-truck pull out then they show his van on the road then the semi-truck opens the thing and it starts spraying oil. Okay, they cut back to the van. This? They cut back to the truck. They show the truck for one full minute spraying oil. It's like, yeah, I got it. Like, you don't have to keep showing it. I understand. They put oil on the road. I don't need 27 shots of it. This is why I made a joke about chips earlier, is that this movie is like one of those shows in which cars are a main feature because it's all they do is show you... is show cars driving for long, long periods of time. Sometimes just to get from a to b there isn't always an oil slick or or, or there isn't always a scene where like a motorcycle flies out of a, a van which fucking certainly happens but 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 this they're just trying to get he's just going to get gas or some shit and we're stuck watching him oh my god i would have turned the channel so fast yeah i i could not believe like i have several notes where i put down just boy this movie does not want to go anywhere and then the last 10 minutes my note is boy, this movie couldn't wait to end. Like, it went yeah. from being, like, the slowest-paced film ever to being, like, here's the bad guy's plan. All right, we got him. Yes, mission accomplished. Get him out of here. credits. It was like, I mean, in the fact, movie wraps I was up in five minutes. Uh, Here's the best thing about that is is I I was a little behind catching up for our, our, our scheduled time to record. So the last 20 minutes or so, I watch it, like, two times speed, um, which I got to say really enhanced the film it does because he just sort of like he just sort of like ramps his motorcycle into an oil an oil an oil facility and then just goes da -da 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 -da. here's some files great da -da 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 -da. here's those files awesome thank you bye da -da 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 -da. punch da -da 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 -da. <laughs> like, it, 
it's like so it, there's no almost no dialogue after they spent hours and hours of him just like plotting there's through so much pointless small talk having him talk about how he you know doesn't want to serve doesn't want to be a crime fighter just wants to travel around and paint and not have to worry about what day the weekends are it was just such a bizarre speech he gave and then because it was like one of those things too where he gives this he gives this long speech where he's like you know i don't want to have to look forward to the weekends blah 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 it's like you were in the marine corps they they don't really get weekends <laughs> you know what i mean the military's <laughs> not known for getting ah it's friday let's uh, no more war for two days i'll be back in a while. it was just such a weird i was like uh pokes um, army had a half day i don't know why you're being so yeah. hard, hard on this i also loved that uh when he goes and meets the guy he's never met, he's like, oh, I was a friend of your father's. I knew you when you were a kid, but yet Steve Rogers has no recollection of this man. No he's like, I, you know, you were a, a cross or a motocross star. He's like, wait, he was in the Marine Corps. Like, when was what he in motocross score? Yeah. And then he says, I was At in three 14. military schools. They don't let you be in motocross when you're in a military school. They're known for being kind of strict. Also, movie, characters can know each other we don't have to do introductions that's to what was like, it should have been that guy sent him a, a letter that was like hey i'd like to see you if you're when you're in the state to offer my condolences about your father and then have like revealed that when steve rogers was deployed his father was killed but they covered it up and said it was a mugging because he'd actually been pretending to be a superhero for years that no one had heard of or seen because Steve Rogers has no clue what the fuck they're talking about. It was uh, it was just wild. And um, then, of course, my one of my favorite things uh, was when they find out about this super soldier serum that his dad developed. It was named Flag. I was like, Jesus, why didn't you just name it like American Joe? You know what I mean? Like, could they have made it any more obvious? It was such bad writing. I was like, why couldn't they just call it Super Soldier Serum? It actually sounds dumber than Flag. Uh, he, was he, it full latent ability gain? Is what it stood yeah, for? Yeah, it was. It was. His his code name was Eagle. Uh, he he developed Flag. <laughs> well, he, uh, that was... That, yeah, but at one point, too, uh, they say... The mob, he was taking down the mob, shaking him down from the top, and they called him Captain America as an insult. Why would that be an insult? And why would the mob give him a nickname? More like, importantly, you know what I mean? Like, st stop describing something infinitely more interesting than what we're watching. But to me, it was just so wild. He was like, the mob gave him a derisive nickname. I was like, Captain America isn't a derisive nickname. Not really. Like, I, I mean, I get. Derisive. I guess it's derisive, if kind of in the way like calling someone like a Boy Scout. I guess. Yeah, but like it it's like the weakest but... of all insults. It's no, like, for sure. You're, you're a person also... with a high moral compass. Oh yeah, what a burn! Excuse me. This experimental government scientist, this guy, like government scientist working on powerful experimental stuff, doing spy shit and taking down the mob. Uh, give I I want to watch that one. Then this sort of like bored the, the guy who really doesn't want to follow in his father's footsteps. Despite again, he was in the Marine Corps. It's not like he's just like a dude. Like yeah. they call him and he's an artist and he's like, no man, I'm a hippie. I just happen to be jacked as fuck. He's like, yeah, I <laughs> served in the military. And in a branch which is known for being like, you know I mean? If you just like join to join, you usually don't pick the Marine Corps. You know what I mean? Like if you're like, I'm trying to get money for college, you join the Army or the Air Force. You're not like, I'm going to join the, the one group that's basically sole purpose is to engage in combat. 
Also, this this was this pretty much sums up the great dialogue in this movie. Uh, when they refer to when they tell Steve about how his dad used to fight crime and mobsters, Cap says so he was like some sort of super crime fighter. <laughs> Why not hero? Why not just and he pauses that long before he says it, as if like even he's like I think I should say hero, but the script says crime fighter. That can't be right. No, that's what it says. I mean, it was. Ugh. Then, I mean, just some of his other great dialogue is uh, when he finally gets to his friend's house who had told him that he had a real serious problem he needed to talk to. He's dead. Uh, and then the FBI comes to investigate and the guy's daughter shows up. And he's like, let me go tell her the news. And they're like, yeah, okay. And he goes downstairs and she's like, Steve, what happened? Is my dad okay? And he just puts his arm, his hands on like both her shoulders and just looks at her and goes, you have to be strong. That's the worst way to break the news of your father's death to somebody. Like, a robotic man with no emotion just being like, you have to be strong. It's like, Jesus, man. Like, a cop walking by and being like, your dad died would be less <laughs> abrasive. Uh, and and this... I mean, like, this... <laughs> this whole setup with, like, the friend of a friend of a friend and, and this random woman that you could scarcely call a love interest because she just sort of lingers through the plot she shows uh, up just to be kissed by steve in a very inappropriate situation really workers. but um this i mean compared to like the captain america that we're all familiar with you know any captain america really even the 90s captain america yeah but like the captain america we're familiar with is well for one set in you know, uh, a, a war era, or more recently has been sort of re retold as he would be, have been when, during his original run as, as set in a World War II era. That's out the window. And it's just sort of like a guy roaming the coast in a van. He's um, he's disinterested. <laughs> he has no ideals or, or direction. Uh, even when given great power, he's disinterested. And despite the harm... He's that kind of disgusted. They expect him to like help them and they're like we'd like for you to be here he's like what what do you want from me it's like jesus man <laughs> and he refuses so many times even when he's in the hospital and yeah. he's just somebody somebody has attempted to murder him he's positive they've murdered his i guess only friend he says and the father of you know this girl that i thought would be the love interest she's not uh but like this girl that he feels some attachment to and he's like, nah, I still don't want to be a hero. I'm just going to see how this plays out. Oh my god, they came to kill me again? <laughs> like, no shit, dude. It was just I also, so what? I mean, this is the thing that's crazy. It's an hour and 14 minutes before he agrees to become Captain America. The movie is an hour and 37 minutes. That's so late in a film to be like, now here's your hero. We've got 22 minutes plus credits. I, I also adore that um, they they clearly just do six million dollar man. They they, they do uh, six hundred dollar man was more like it, but yeah, six fifteen, six fifty. <laughs> but they 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 have this reluctant hero in an accident, uh, you know, a reluctant soldier. I mean, in an accident, and then they do an experimental procedure that looks almost like identical to the scene that they do in like, you know, in Six Million Dollar Man. And then even still, when he jumps into fights, they play that weird sort of like 
The, the like, soundtrack was insane in this movie. The, well, the, the sound of, like, someone, like, warbling sheet metal, you know? Yeah, like, yeah everything like, was, like, a, a sound wah, effect wah, instead of music. They, they play that kind of, like, weird thing whenever he does, like, a jump. Because clearly they're just hoping they can, like, ride that $6 billion man money. <laughs> oh, yeah. The, the, the scene where they inject him with the flag is i mean it is the weirdest it, like the music is just like wah, 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 wah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> there, there really is again, no scene that's like three minutes long and it's just people standing around a guy laying on a gurney they're not even doing anything yeah there's absolutely nothing to try and like drive up your emotional you know investment in the scene it is it is just this weird elevator music while they just sort of stand around and talk at each other and then followed by the meatpacking scene, where again it's a similar thing, where like they're just playing music, and every so often there's just a sound that goes like boink doink doink, boink doink, <laughs> and it's just like why is that? It at first I was like, is this somewhere with my like my, my phone? Is it playing random noises? Because that's what I watched this on. Because that was more than it deserved. It, yeah, I was gonna say it didn't deserve any more. Um, and then it seems like about I don't know forty forty five minutes into this movie maybe a little earlier we get him like post post hospital he's being pursued by those 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 uh the thugs uh for this oil company which we got to talk about in a minute oh yeah and, and well, they we'll capture the him and, like, in a minute wrestle him around in a meat factory um <laughs> i i mean like that scene at least they try to show him moving fast and like being clever and using his environment i guess um i do have to ask though can you silence a revolver? Because one of the one of yes, the... you could technically. <laughs> you could? It would just be a I, weird I thing sure. to do. I just looked so odd to me when I saw it. Um, but th and then you're like, okay, I mean that was clumsy and clearly filmed on a TV budget. But at least we get a little bit more of that. No, that won't come back into the movie. Any kind of action or thrill or 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 stakes won't return to the film until yeah, again, like in the last fifteen to twenty minutes. Um, just the <laughs> there's so much that should have been cut i, I can't get over it, it what's crazy is so like they like we say even after this he finally is maybe thinking about it then they introduce the guys like trying to sweet talk him into becoming captain america and he shows that they refit they fixed his van and hid like a motorcycle pouch in it so bizarre and they this to starts the motorcycle like i i swear they had to have been paid by the company who made the motorcycle because there is at least i would say 10 full minutes maybe more of just him riding his motorcycle with nothing happening it's just a dude riding a motorcycle yeah and what's insane is that i mean they, they, they take him to a military base where they they, sh they show him that they've taken his his stupid like volkswagen van with like a carpet interior and like and what it has like a it's a like a TV. Home. Yeah, it has like a TV and like maybe like a fold down stove or something. Yeah, like it's like a weird mobile home you couldn't stand up in. Yeah, I don't know what there's no bed to my knowledge other than like laying on the floor and like you couldn't you could I guess you could kneel there and like cook a hot dog in an hour. Like I don't really know what that's all for. But they're like, oh well we we, we took out the guts of your entire van. <laughs> what used to be functional electronics is yeah. now a fold down bunch of facade for your bike that takes seven whole minutes to like rack out of this wall well, and what i love too is like, it's hidden it's like well who gives a shit 
Who, who am I hiding it from? Who would have seen like a badly painted motorcycle and been like, aha, a superhero? Like, it doesn't make any well, sense. Well, who's going to look in the back of this guy's van? Not to mention that the van is a van. So when the bike is brought all the way out, it's like the handlebars are like touching the ceiling. Yeah, I don't know to... how they filmed that guy <laughs> getting out without his head being cut off. We're, we're led to believe that he's like ejected out of it, which would certainly just sort of catch the, the fucking shag carpet on fire. Yeah, and his, his head would, he would just come out like a headless corpse attached to it. If that had been the movie's ending, I would have been so happy. <laughs> Boy, we really should have tested that before. <laughs> oh, Damn. my God. You see, I mean, it's, it just came right off. Could have been a thousand different vehicles we put this in. Why did we do his van? Why didn't we just buy an actual RV? <laughs> we have military vehicles here. Why didn't we use any of those? It is. Oh, and they man. give him the fucking shield, which I know if you talked about the mini episode, you can tell from the trailers and very clearly from the film that it's just a piece of plastic. I, it's, I, I it's, just, it's a clear piece of plastic that isn't even I strong know, enough to hold up against someone pushing on it. I know you're in a, a TV budget, man. Just get a piece of hard plastic, for the love of God. Make it fucking... Uh, make it out of wood. I don't know. Like, just don't make it out of, like, like, pla- like, like saran wrap. Uh, Jesus Christ. You microwave until it's, like, hard. Like, I don't know what you do with this. Yeah, it's like a shrinky dink. It just doesn't, uh... And it, like, makes, like, a full bowl, too. Like, a full bowl oh, yeah. shape than in a shield, which just looks uncomfortable and confusing. What I love is when they when he throws it to show that it's such a formidable weapon, and he throws it, and... It just flies it, away for a half second, then comes back. They show it flying, and it's, like... If you were to lay the shield down, it's not even flat. Like, the edges wouldn't all touch. You can see it, like, wobbling where they, whoever made it didn't even make it a flat piece of plastic. Like, it's not oh, even yeah. uniform shape. And then it yeah, comes yeah. back. And in my recollection, I don't think he ever throws the shield in the entire movie, does he? No, he does not. Uh, no, he, he deflects some bullets at the oil rig. And then that is it. I, I mean, that it is... is it. There's also, like, a couple of scenes that happen in the trailer that are not in this movie. So I don't know if they're in the sequel or they just got cut for time, but it is wild. So you're, like, like I said, an hour and 14 minutes in, he puts on his terrible version of the Captain America costume, which is basically, like, dime store evil Knievel. It makes no sense why he designed it this way. And he shows up and they're like, this will protect your identity. It's like, how will this protect his identity? The guy he's going against 100% knows that this is Steve Rogers because he's the only person that can survive the flag, sir. They've been trying to kill him the entire movie. Yeah, not to mention they also say, don't worry, this will help. Uh, you need to be uh, disguised and forgettable. And I'm like, yeah, this, yeah, they'll, they'll forget you in an instant after you show up. Yes, yeah, so after you onesie. show up in like a, with like a little cape and a helmet and a stupid pla- clear plastic shield and on a motorcycle that can go silent, which, again, does that ever come up? No. No. Also, uh... the, the great thing about the motorcycle scene is, so when they first introduce it, he shoots out. And then there's like, like I said, it's probably two to three minutes of him just riding a motorcycle on dirt. It's not yeah. like even interesting. Yeah. Then, on this military base, a helicopter shows up, and there's a guy with a gun, and he keeps shooting at Steve Rogers while he's on this motorcycle. And that scene goes on for about two minutes, and then the guy who brought him to the military base is like, hey, quick, MPs, we gotta go stop this. How the fuck did a helicopter fly up to a military base? Like, military bases are restricted airspace. You can't get close to them in anything. 
And the oil company sent just like a guy with like a farmer's rifle. Yes. Like I, I, I mean, he he's just up there that. like taking take pot shots. And then even worse, fucking Steve Rogers is just riding in a straight line. He's, he's not even not, trying to go underneath the, the helicopter, so he's on the other side where the guy he, can't shoot at. He's not doing anything of interest. He's just it's, it's again yeah unbroken sequences over and over and over and hill after hill dirt patch after dirt patch just riding in a straight line and occasionally looking over his shoulder going dang still yeah, there and then well then we find <laughs> out that Steve Rogers has superhuman hearing which works even over the phone which didn't make any sense he somehow could hear better than a phone could pick up the volume that's not how microphones work. Yeah, yeah, but he's able to hear uh, uh, hear enough evidence to su- suspect that it's this oil company. And we have not talked about this yet, and we must. What is the plan? I mean, it gives me shades of, like, the, the Superman movie from the 70s, where it was also, like, Lex Luthor being like, I'm going to bomb California for better real estate. Like, I, that's all I yeah. can assume, but it's very unclear okay. what he's planning this to do. Is, this is what I understand the plot is. He's an oil company. You know oil companies are synonymous for not having a lot of money. Classic. I said jokingly, they're stupid rich. Uh, He builds a neutron bomb, which to my understanding is a type of nuclear warhead, I thought. And what they're going to do is drive to like the California version of Fort Knox, which has a bunch of gold bullion in it. And they're going to detonate the bomb to kill everyone. So then they can go in and steal the gold. And they even bring up that one of the places has a billion dollars in gold, but they're going to go to the one that has 100, 100 million. And I could not understand the reasoning they gave as to why. And I still don't 100% understand the reasoning of why this was their plan. Couldn't they have just, I mean, why build a new like a bomb to blow up an entire building and all the people around it? I guess kill all the people so that you can walk in and steal. Like just hire a bunch of mercenaries to show up. You know what I mean? Like you, you don't what was the point? The point the movie made no sense. Bank robbery, um, you know, you want to accomplish the job as efficiently as possible, but leave as little trace as possible and also draw as little attention as possible. Because if a bunch of people will just bum rush like a like a like a like a like a bank uh, vault truck and grab some money and take off, that's a hard crime to solve. There's minimal yes. interaction, you know. There's minimal interaction, and it happens very quickly. Um, uh, if you go into the bank and you start like demanding people open up vaults and you run around and you wave your guns, you spend a lot of time with people who have a chance to identify you, and that gets worse. If you nuke a state, <laughs> I feel like there's a small chance, just a small, just chance, just a small one, people <laughs> may come after you. Also, it's going to be really easy to f- figure it out because you'll have the only gold in the world that's radioactive because yes a new you know nuclear bomb won't destroy just, gold it will cover it in radiation though just just walking up and up in one of those hazard hazmat suits and like a briefcase full of gold he goes we're looking to sell this gold i found it <laughs> i like to be careful <laughs> very very careful <laughs> can i deposit this into my bank account sir we have so much gold and also everyone has cancer all of us we all have it 
I what? also like that their plan was to go somewhere and set this bomb off, and the president of the company went with them. Yeah, yeah. I, like, I, I could uh, not what believe... if the bomb just went off? Like we're, to- we're told this is a giant oil company, but for- what this movie would have us believe is that it's staffed by the CEO, who apparently is very hands-on, one scientist, <laughs> three, <laughs> three outdoor guards and like two yeah. helpers <laughs> oh my god let's let's talk too so they kidnap <laughs> the daughter of the man who's dead plus the female fbi agent lady and they take them there and captain america shows up to get them back and his break-in is you would think like he's captain america he's gonna be running around blocking bullets punching people jumping around cool fight scenes but what it turns out to be is a fucking Benny Hill sketch. Like, he's just running around, and at one point they're chasing him, and he's just running in a circle, and they're chasing him. I, Again, if you put I, yakety sacks behind it, it would have worked perfectly. And then the way he stops them is he opens up an oil thing, and as they run across, they slip on the oil and run into some cans, which renders them all unconscious. Two oil slick gags is way too many for one movie. Yeah, I was like, I was like, wow, He, I guess he learned the, the lesson, but... And this inspired uh, Captain America 1990 was like, huh, and a weird gag would be good if we did it twice. <laughs> Our gag would be the... What if he, have, what if he pretends like he's going to get sick in a car and then steals it? <laughs> twice. Um, but yeah, I also, again, I watched this sequence specifically on two times speed. You're absolutely right. It is so fucking funny. Yeah, I, I was watching it on one and a half, and it is a straight up Benny Hell sketch. It is so funny. Like, he's just zigzagging around what looks like an abandoned oil field, by the way. It's, like, overgrown with weeds, and all the tanks look like they're empty and rusted. So, yeah. th- this company looks like it's on its, like, last fucking legs. I guess that um, explains, though, why it decided to, uh... Steal some gold? They're yeah, dying. use a neutron bomb to steal some gold. Yeah, because neutron bombs are, are really cheap uh, to, to assemble. It was also confusing, because, like, he was like, we need the footage to know how to build it. Couldn't you have just built a regular bomb? Like, I didn't understand, like, gold's pretty strong. It'll survive most explosions, you know what I yeah. mean? Like, maybe just make mustard gas. I don't know, you, you really feel like you're trying too hard here. Well, if you hired a scientist who knew how to make all but one part of a neutron bomb, like, he's yes. like, I can do the whole bomb, but not, also, like, the neutrons. Yes, as Ben <laughs> says, one guy. That's not an exaggeration. There's one just dude just one guy. in, like, a Willy Wonka factory room just assembling a neutron bomb it's a big silver cylinder like a big boiler they took out of a of a house they were renting and they're just like slapping lights onto it and he's like yeah i can do the whole bomb just not the neutron dang yeah and then he like connects a dead man switch to it and connects it to the boss's chest so that if he dies the bomb explodes which seems why, like a weird why would he safe have, to have yeah he, he didn't have any idea that that captain america was going to show up he yet captain america had yet to show up in the movie well, so they, he didn't. Yeah, he di- he didn't suspect that anyone was going to stop him. I don't. So I don't know why he. He again, says, he says in case I run into cops. Why would the cops know you have a neutron bomb? Yeah, you're just driving an oil truck. They're not going to pull it over and inspect it. And also, aren't you some crime lord? Why aren't you paying off cops? They all do that. Hell, well, well, regular regular oil companies probably do that. <laughs> like I don't know what you're doing. Well, what I love then is so the end of the movie is he's got this thing on a on a you know a truck I, oh, they, they go truck. back they go back to the hq to figure out where they're going 
they get into a helicopter, which the one guy knows how to fly because Captain America says, do you still remember how to fly a helicopter? Don't know how he knows this because he doesn't know this guy. And the guy says, that's not something you forget. Um, no, that's riding a bike. Flying a helicopter is super fucking hard. Extremely it's not, like, different. You really need to keep doing it often. But then the movie, so the movie spends three, four minutes of them flying, following this truck. And then he's like, what do you want to do? And he's like, set me down back here. He's like, do you have a plan? And Captain America goes, no. Then they just show him riding his motorcycle. His plan then is, now keep in mind, the helicopter has literally been flying almost on top of this truck for like two full minutes. Captain America drives his motorcycle up and then jumps on the truck. Why couldn't he have just jumped out of the helicopter onto the truck? Why did I need more shots of him riding this fucking motorcycle? And then his plan, there's only three guys, because again, this crime organization, very, very tough hiring practices. He pushes the exhaust into the back of the truck, which makes them pull over, and then he just knocks the two guys out, but he almost killed the guy with carbon monoxide, so it's going to detonate the neutron bomb. And that's the end of the movie. Uh, the guy yep. shows up and he's like, he'll be fine. Use this breathing apparatus. Okay, yep, that's it. We'll take it that, from here. And that's, that's the it. end of the movie. Captain America nearly gasses the villain to death he, with he exhaust He almost fumes. causes the explosion, which is going to kill everyone. And then he, sheer he, incompetence. And he, like, swings a, a truck door at the only two agents this fucking oil company sent with him. Just these, just these two fucking, like, New York gangster types. Uh, and, and keep in him. mind, they're planning on stealing like a hundred million dollars in gold. Do you know how much that's gonna weigh? It's gonna take forever to move. And what is it? They're gonna drive the truck into a military facility, or at least like I guess outside of it, set off a bomb, killing everyone in the state, and setting off a cataclysmic event that will ultimately destroy ecosystems all across the well, West I mean, Coast. Well, I mean, like I think the most important thing is would immediately cause a response from emergency services, including yeah. the police and the, and stuff. And the military, like, bring every single person in the country to this one location in a matter of hours. And somewhere amongst all that chaos, they're just going to drive an oil truck into the radioactive zone, and, like, three guys are just going to carry whatever gold they can pick up. That's gold, the whole plan. Gold, a metal which is really notorious for, like, two things. One, being worth a lot of money for some reason. And two, being really heavy. I wish Captain America at this point, like, after after figuring out their plan, was like, well, let's let them try it. Sounds like they'll just kill themselves. And then... <laughs> I feel like there's a pretty good chance. <laughs> this hastily assembled neutron bomb by one man is just going to malfunction and kill all of them. Or they, like, then... it, go, like it, it goes to explode. It just like beeps and there's just a microwave inside. Like The guy didn't even build a neutron bomb. He's just driving He's... to Mexico with like $50,000. Yeah. Like, cut to him. They fell for cut it. to him in like, an open top convertible just driving down the coast. <laughs> just laughing. Fucking, there is no such thing as a neutron bomb holy shit i mean like you you want to give movies like this some leeway for being you know a, a made for tv movie but fuck's sake like the the doctor strange movie gave us more to work with you know like there were attempts at special effects here and there <laughs> yeah i mean like at least doctor strange doesn't spend most of doctor strange being like i don't want to be a magician yeah there's pretty clearly like things to be concerned about and worried about and and pursuits to do there's like clearly like things to get involved with right away uh but but yeah they uh <laughs> they uh they just seem to just give up halfway through this movie
It was, yeah. And then, like, what I love, too, is the very end of this movie. So they cut back, and I was like, boy, this, this really is wrapping up quickly. Something else must be going to happen. Uh, and they cut back, and he's like, so you're going to be Captain America? And he's like, yeah, I want to be just like my dad, but I don't want to just do the things he did. I want to look just like him, which seems like a weird thing to say. Uh, and then the movie ends with him once again riding on his motorcycle. He rides up and gets off, and he's in, like, the normal Captain America outfit, except for he has a helmet instead of, like, a motorcycle helmet. And that guy comes running up, and he's like, what do you think? And he's like, it looks good. And they shake hands, and the movie ends. That's the just movie. like I mean, it was it was the most abrupt ending to a film I've ever like. These kind no no ant like no climactic scene. The climactic scene is Captain America may have killed someone with monoxide poison and set off a neutron bomb. That's literally the climax. The truck scene feels like it would have been like the first because action scenes, action movies. I mean, always have like you know incrementally in you know action sequences. You know the the the, the tough cop you know uh encounters like some some smugglers on the like on has a, a gun a, a shootout on a uh, on a dock and then like it goes back to being you know uh, uh him at the police off the police station and then eventually it comes back to another you know it kind of escalates in scenes this Something movie had at least happens this movie has one action sequence on the truck the one only true action sequence on the truck which feels like the lowest stakes first one and then it ends so it's almost as if they started the movie an hour before they should have like as oh, if, yeah. as if you went to watch the movie when the character had no interest in being in the movie. It, it, it was just, it was as if they started like the Dark Knight when one of those bank robbers was like getting a hot dog downtown. It's more like they started he... the Dark Knight when Bruce Wayne was like with his parents and they were just like at the zoo and they were talking about stuff and they were like, you know, next month the opera comes. <laughs> you're like, oh next my god, <laughs> oh my god. Uh, when we get home, we'll help you with your math homework. And you're just like, how long is this movie? Why are they starting here? And then, like, you're like, you know, like, it comes and they're like, bad news. The opera couldn't come for another three months. You're like, oh, god damn it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that, that, is, that is precisely what this movie feels like. Uh, there's just, there's nothing to pull pull you in. And even when they finally get to something... Uh, with some stakes happening <laughs> again it's just i mean C- it's a ceo of an oil company sitting next to a bomb that most certainly does not work uh in an easy chair like reading a book <laughs> in the back of a semi-truck i mean to call them stakes is yeah yeah I, like literal stakes that you cook on a grill there's more of a stake to that because you're like i paid 12 dollars for this i hope i don't burn it you know <laughs> what i mean like this movie was like there's yeah, stakes I guess there they could just stop these guys at any point in time it was very it was just such a weird I, I mean it was wild i like and like i said too the movie is so long with nothing happening and then the crux of the movie it wraps up in less than 20 minutes it's it's just i've never seen a movie build up for so long and then just be like eh, fuck it it's over yeah uh, uh deeply unsatisfying um I have nothing else in my notes other than I was going to say, I was looking real quick to see if I had anything else. Other than that, twice I wrote, oh my god, please get going. I I wrote... (laughs) Do something. I wrote, these are the worst car chases I've ever seen in my life, and I saw Book of Boba Fett. And then I put (laughs) down, oh, man, the director of this movie must jerk off to motorcycles. 
I wrote down at one point, because after the fourth motorcycle scene, I was like, Jesus, man, why is this still happening? Yeah, I believe that was everything. So I guess the question now is, Benjamin, would you recommend watching uh, our good friend Reb Brown in Captain America? Uh, no. Uh, Jesus Christ, no. Uh, I, the, you know, again, these movies, like, play, like, weird... I, I think you put it uh, best, like, like, uh, like weird B-movies, like the bird Birdemic. Um, these, these kind of movies, I say. This one doesn't. This one... Yeah. This one d- d- does not do anything mock-worthy or laugh-worthy for ages, and it is, it is antagonizing. <laughs> the problem is, is that, like, literally nothing happens for like 30 minutes of the movie like not one thing like not like not like i'm saying like plot wise but literally 30 minutes of the movie is him just going from scene to scene talking boringly with nothing truly occurring it's just shots of people standing in rooms so even if you were to watch it to make fun of it's just so boring that i don't know if you could do it i mean you maybe could but I also would say don't watch it. It's just too long. My hope is, when we finally get around to doing the sequel, which we will, uh, I'm hoping it's just better because it's so bad. You know, I'm hoping, like, there's actual fighting or something to give us something to talk about. But, yeah. Considering how short this movie is, I had an insane amount of notes. The second one looks pretty wild, so I, I, I would attempt it one day. And even though I haven't seen the second one, I can't fathom how you could fuck up harder than this. So I would say right I, I, now, watch the second one. Don't watch yeah. this one. I don't, the only way the second one could be worse is if it's lit, like it's just a day in the life of Captain America, and he just like goes to the grocery. <laughs> he yeah. stops like, a, a per, a, like a, somebody steals a purse, and you're like, all right, here we go, and that's it. And then, like, the end of the movie is him just cutting coupons for the next time he goes to the grocery. Making tea. Yeah, just being like, hmm. Oh, they changed the cable stations. I think I'll go to McDonald's. Um. <laughs> Should I take my motorcycle? <laughs> Shoo! <laughs> Let me turn on silent mode. I love the introduction of so many things that it never came up and were completely yeah. pointless in this movie. Like in a James Bond movie when they're like, oh yeah, this pen th- this pen will allow you to cut through a steel cable and you're like, oh, that'll come into play. That happened in this movie and then he never encounters any steel cables. <laughs> huh. You know, that's weird. It's weird they gave him that. Not, not uh, only that, but it's like the, he only encounters steel cables in the second half of the movie and refuses to pull refuses, the pen out. He just keeps using it use. as a pen. As a pen, yeah. It's perfect. Because, yeah, so many times Captain America could have thrown his shield. Nah, I'm just going to run around Benny Hill style. Well, to reiterate a point from earlier, bad. <laughs>